Poldark Fancast, a podcast that sometimes about Poldark, and we are its hosts. I am Michelle. I live in the States, which are still on fire. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Tumblr at Poldark Muses, and I tweet at Musings. And my name is Rita. I live in England that likes to break international law for some reason. Uh, I <laughs> Tumblr at Princess of Poldark, and I tweet at Rita Bikes. Welcome back to another quarantine mini-sode. We're here every week during the coronavirus crisis with a new mini-sized podcast to listen to. Some of them are mini-sized, but Some of them are regular-sized. Yeah, they're yes. all getting to around 50 minutes at the moment. That's a real struggle. <laughs> and we talk about something we watched uh, that week. And this week, we watched uh, the film A Little Chaos, but as always, before we talk about the thing, let's learn about it in our Wikipedia corner. Or as it's increasingly becoming, Rita writes most of the thing because the Wikipedia is very, very empty. <laughs> well done, Rita. <laughs> um, so, A Little Chaos is a 2014 British period drama film directed by Alan Rickman. R.I.P. The story was conceived by Alison Deegan, who co-wrote the screenplay along with Rickman and somebody called Jeremy Brooke. Well done. The film stars Kate Winslet as Sabine Debar, a strong-willed, talented landscape designer who is tasked to build one of the main gardens of the Palace of Versailles for King Louis XIV, played by Alan Rickman, by And Andre Lenotre. Sorry about the French again. <laughs> Not my first language. Uh, who is played by a very handsome Matisse Schoenartz again, uh, a famed mm -hmm. landscape architect who represents the height of the French formal garden style. Uh, while pushing herself and her workers to complete the Rockwork Grove as an outdoor ballroom, Sabine negotiates the perilous rivalries and intricate etiquette of the court. As she manages gender and class barriers, Sabine forges a surprising connection with the king himself and wins a vote of confidence from the king's brother, Philippe, Academy Award nominee, Stanley Tucci, who is oh, a delight. Yeah, he's Stanley Tucci, always. you know? Yes, he can't help but be a delight. Um, as she gradually comes to terms with a tragedy in her past, Sabine's professional and personal interactions with Andre bring out honesty, compassion, and creativity in both of them. And horniness. Uh, yeah, bit of that. So here are some fun facts. This was, of course, the second collaboration of Rickman and Winslet after their 1995 film Sense and Sensibility. This is also one of four period pieces starring Matisse Schoenartz to be released in 2015 alone. <laughs> <laughs> the others wow. include... <laughs> Sweet Francais, which we also should watch. It's actually quite a good movie. Far From the Madding Crowd, which we have already watched. And The Danish Girl, which is not very good. Uh, and also, despite being set in France, filming took place entirely in England. You may be familiar with some of the sets. Uh, and you can <laughs> really tell if anyone has ever been to Versailles. It's fucking obvious that none of this was there. <laughs> God. Oh, Lord. Where was it filmed in England? Oh, all over the place. I think the actual, okay. um, the palace 
interior scenes I think were done in the same place that they filmed the Duchess like I re- I seen some of these like stately homes and other stuff before so I was like mm. Mm. Uh, about <laughs> 20 minutes into the film I was like none of this is in France did a quick google search <laughs> I was right <laughs> <laughs> oh wow um, this film, despite using real events and people, is entirely fictional. Le Notre was a real person. Kate Winslet's character, Sabine, is fictional. The real André Le Notre, the landscape architect who designed the Gardens of Versailles and many other palace grounds, including the Champs... Champs... Champs-Élysées. Thank you, Champs-Élysées. It's early. Um, and we're not French. <laughs> Where's Delonda when yes. you need her? Yes. <laughs> well, we need her all the time. Yeah. But especially when we miss you, Delonda. <laughs> yeah, especially when there's Which, French involved. Spe- why is there more French after she leaves? I mean, this is a. Uh... <laughs> unfortunate. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Anyway, uh, Andre. Uh, Lenotte was 25 years older than Louis XIV. Mm. Uh, the film's timeline of a year or so includes the death of Maria Theresa, Louis' queen. This occurred in 1683 when Louis was 45 and Lenotte was 70. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh boy. Um, at that point, Lenotte had been working on the gardens of Versailles for more than 20 years. A garden much like that uh, in the film exists at Versailles. The Salle de Bal or Bosquet de la Salle de Bal. Yeah. <laughs> the forest ballroom. Uh, yeah. Just if anybody has watched the TV show uh, Versailles and then watched this movie in that order, like me, you will have been completely confused. Like, why is this guy so old? <laughs> And he hasn't moved into Versailles yet, okay? (laughs) That was me for the first 20 minutes. Anyway, this film had its world premiere at the 2014 Toronto International Film Festival and generated mixed reviews from critics. The film holds a, wait for it, 48% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. The site's consensus states that, quote, Stylish and well acted without ever living up to its dramatic potential, a little chaos is shouldered by the impressive efforts of a talented cast. Catherine Showard of The Guardian gave the film three out of five stars and wrote that Winslet manages emotional honesty within anachronistic confines and Shonart's escapes with dignity. <laughs> it's okay. He's he's got yeah. all those other films coming out. Uh, David Rooney of the Hollywood Reporter felt that this decently acted film is agreeable entertainment, even if it works better on a scene by scene basis than in terms of overall flow. So, had you seen this film before, and what had you heard about it? If you hadn't, um, I had seen the film before, um, uh, and it was. I think it was after I saw Far From the Madding Crowd the first time and, you know, immediately went in for a deep dive on Dear Matthias. 
um, <laughs> following that. Underst- underst- did you have you seen the other two movies you made that year? No, I have not. Oh. I have not. Um, I did see. I did see um, a more modern film with him in it, which is fantastic. Um, where is my Google? Um, what what else was he in? Rust and Bone. Oh, that's in French. It's got. It has. It has some. No, I, I love French movies. <laughs> that's uh, that's not a diss. <laughs> um, I saw him in. I think it's called the Big Splash or Bigger Splash or like something, where he plays like some like hot like toy boy. Um, oh, he's very goodness. naked in that movie. Uh, he's like the boyfriend of uh, Tilda Swinton, and then he has an affair with Dakota oh. Johnson, and it an interesting movie. And if you want to see him naked a lot, <laughs> recommend. <laughs> But yeah, um, that's when I saw it, and um, you know, I was absolutely thrilled to see that it was uh, directed by Alan Rickman, who I have adored ever since I saw the first um, Die Hard film uh, way back in the day. And um, you know, it was it had a wonderful cast. I mean, Rupert Penry Jones, one of my all-time. I did favorites. not recognize him in this movie. <laughs> the, with the yes. Wig. He was yeah, I mean, I, at the end of the movie, yeah. when I was like looking at the credits, I was like, "What?" And then I just <laughs> had to go back and check. Like, yes, that is him. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I'd seen it before, hadn't heard anything about it, but I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm eating ice, by the way, because I'm hot. <laughs> um, if you hear ice clinking, I made myself an iced coffee. Um, sorry, everyone, it is on. We're on fire. The world is on fire. It's a heat wave. <laughs> so, um, I had heard of this movie and avoided watching it because despite having an amazing cast, A, I'd heard it was not that good, and B, I really hate gardening movies. <laughs> That's a, a very oh. specific genre that I do not like. I don't like watching anything about gardening <laughs> on TV either. Like, gardener's <laughs> time is like a staple of British television, and I'm just... Yes. I'm not here for it. I don't care about flowers. Actual countryside, yes. Cultivating a garden, <laughs> no. Uh, I was really worried going in that there would be lots of garden stuff. Not really mm-hmm. that much, to be honest. In a movie that is supposedly about her making that garden, it's really not about that at all. Question, <laughs> what was this movie about? Um, It was a big old mess if you ask me in terms of plot was it about the garden was it about her past traumatic experience with the carriage was it about the king trying to establish versailles and losing his wife what was what was the plot of this movie i don't know there was not much gardening i'll tell you that at the end, when they're like, oh, we've built the thing. I was like, that all happened off screen. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Which, given your your lack of desire to watch gardening yep. films, was yeah. a benefit. <laughs> because it was like, okay, we saw them, you know, do the initial stuff. And then, but then boom, again, I had to watch a lot of mud scenes instead. 
So weighing that up. Yeah. Do I want to see mud or do I want to see plants? I don't know. Neither. Maybe. <laughs> oh, Rita, Rita, Rita. Oh dear. Well, okay. So, um, as far as um, what do you think overall? I think we kind of nailed your thoughts um, on the issue. I would go as far to say that yeah. this film is the worst we've seen so far for me. Wow. I was straight up bored for large chunks of it. Like, if we had not had to watch this for the podcast, I would have quit halfway through. I mean, it's never a good sign when I have to... I'm, like, watching a movie and I'm more interested in, like, Googling the actual historical events than what's going on on screen. Oh, but I mean, dear. you liked it. Talk about that. Apparently, you know, everybody <laughs> else likes it. Oh, I I really enjoyed it, um, and I think it was at least for this viewing, um, it was um, a lot of nostalgia um, and thoughts about um, Alan Rickman and his life lifetime of uh, performances on screen. Um, I wish I'd had a chance to see him on stage, um, kicking myself for that. And so that's, I think that's where my, my first thought on rewatching this, I was like, oh, this will be great because Alan Rickman. Mm. And, you know, and I liked the film. Okay. I did. I did. Um, um, I think I was... For one thing, I know that I was not immediately drawn to start Googling <laughs> about the, you know, after it said, you know, everything is true. You know, for some reason, I, I didn't look into this, um, you know, after the first time I saw it and then while I was watching it this time around. Um, and so, you know, I actually just Googled the oh. forest. Um <laughs> Um, and the real seen, thing, yeah. Uh, pictures of it now, yeah. The real thing, yeah. The real thing. Um, amazing, beautiful, really gorgeous. Um, and so you know, I think I was willing to. <clears throat> excuse me. I think I was willing to kind of just dive headfirst into uh, the film and not really think about. It was an escapist thing for me. You know, the world's on fire. Um, it it is the you know the sky looks like we are in a perpetual fog. Um, the sun is um, blood orange um, when it is in the sky and going down. It's so it's it's pretty insane here. Um, and so this was a really nice escape from all of the craziness that the apocalypse is going on here yeah that thing so uh anyhow i i enjoyed i it. think for me uh, i went in with uh too high expectations because of the cost and uh, it's a subject matter that uh-huh. i am actually interested in like versailles like one of those places that i love um and then like actually what and i just didn't i think it's one of the most muddled 
scripts. I think the problem with this is the script mm. um, that I've ever seen mm-hmm. on film. Like, it's just such a wasted potential. Like, if it's about Sabine, follow her. Don't have these tangential asides with the king, no matter how amazing Alan Rickman is in his performance. Um, and then, mm-hmm. like, it's not really about her being a woman in the profession in a period of time where that is really unlikely like it doesn't really tackle that at all like she goes in for an interview and then everything's fine for the rest of the movie like she doesn't feel it like feel any struggles (laughs) with like the fact that she's a woman and then like i don't know man it's just a strange script i kind of want to go in there and like Mm. tweak it (laughs) as i'm watching it i'm like Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is this scene? Why are we here? And why are they suddenly making out? Because um, that romance seemed to happen <laughs> off screen as well as the garden building. Um, yeah, just I'm so confused, man. I've never felt like this discombobulated watching something. I'm like watching it going, this should be good. This should be good. The cast is amazing. They're giving really good performances. <laughs> but I don't get it. I don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand it. And I kind of wish I was watching yeah. Robin Hood, Prince of Aww. Thieves instead, because that's, that's the best. Oh no. Alan Rickman performance of all time. Don't fight me. Well, yes, his performance, <laughs> yes, incredible. Kevin but, Costner oh, no. doing his, con- like, his best oh, my American. God. <laughs> oh my God. That was just an embarrassment. It was honestly was my- embarrassment favorite movie as about a five-year-old i would watch it over and over again um, so speaking of alan rickman was he yes was he your favorite performance um well i thought that that his the the moments that he was on screen the, the especially the scene you know when they open the film and mm-hmm. you know he is in the room with all the children around him and um um i literally let out a Oh. <laughs> Even when that um, kid shit himself? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, just when he appeared on screen, um, uh, that I was just like, oh, God. Gone way too freaking soon. Because um, he would have been, he would have been such a, a, a joy to watch um, in his, uh, you know, as he was, was aging. You know, kind of like uh, seeing Ian, seeing Ian McKellen, um, you know, in you know movies, everything, and things like that. Yeah, um, you know, being able to 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 see him as he is becoming one of those grand old actors in uh, in England, um, but you know, we we won't get that. Um, so I did enjoy his performance. I I enjoyed. Um, the little interlude they had in the uh, little garden. <laughs> I think that was my nope. favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Actually, they have yeah. like this amazing on-screen chemistry. Yes, they do. They do. Um, so I I enjoyed that um, that scene in particular. Um, uh, as far as the other characters uh, in the the film um you know i really love kate winslet and um you know i've i've seen probably just about everything she's been in 
Um, and we should be saying Oscar she... award-winning Kate Winslet. Oh, Oscar award-winning Kate Winslet. Yes. Um, you know, if we're doing that with Stanley Tucci, let's give everybody their props. Um, <laughs> Stanley Tucci can like, look, he should have an, an Academy Award. I am mad that he doesn't. Oh, yeah. He just walks oh, yeah. into a scene and I'm immediately <laughs> happy. <laughs> it's like, you have my attention, sir. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, I, I always enjoy watching Kate Winslet. Um, and she wears a corset well. Indeed. Um, Apparently she was mm-hmm. pregnant when she was shooting this. What? Insane to think that they let her do that stunt with the water. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh my lord. Uh, well, okay, girl. You you, you, you go. She does mm. it all. Um, yeah. Um, Matthias, of course. Um, beautiful hair. <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful hair. Um, you know, if that was a wig, it was a really, really good wig. That can't be a wig, can it? Can it, it? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It was gorgeous. Suits it him. It was gorgeous. He's got maybe, the, he's, maybe extensions. I don't know. He's got the facial but, uh, structure to pull that look off more than some of the other yeah. people I've seen with that wig. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, I thought he was, he was, um, really lovely, um, <laughs> to, to look at and watch mm. and perform. He's not just eye candy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, uh, um, Helen McCrory, one of my favorites. Um, I really love her, although, um, she seemed a, a bit snidely whiplashes, lashes. Lash. Snidely whip lash ish. E or ist? Huh? Ist seems like it's against. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Um, Very snidely. That's one of the things. Also, like that whole relationship she had with her husband was confusing Mm. to follow. I was Uh like, wait, so if they have an arrangement, why is he getting mad at her for having it? sex with other men and also why is she getting mad at him for falling in love what's going on here what is this backstory i do not understand it has not been developed and also the whole glove thing was just ridiculous yeah yeah also why couldn't she have broken the shit herself why did she need a little male minion to do it for her sisters can destroy things for themselves etc etc yeah it actually would have been entertaining to see her trying to open that, yeah, um, that that gate on her own. <laughs> that would have been entertaining in the in, in her um, costumes. That would have been impossible. <laughs> yes, um, Rupert Henry Jones, as I mentioned, um, I thought he was delightful. Um, and I love the fact that he was kind of hard to recognize. Yeah. Um, yeah, I certainly didn't. <laughs> um, and um, let's see, who else? I will say, like, I really enjoyed the whole cast of characters that you get when you enter King Louis' court. Um, yes. But we didn't get to spend that much time with them. They would just, like, show up say something quippy and leave and i was like don't leave me Mm -hmm. with the gardening no (laughs) stay um one scene i didn't really get though is where she first arrives um 
and she, she meets um what's her name madame de montespan sorry i butchered that uh, name yes and then they all start showing each other their breasts <laughs> and then it abruptly turns into a conversation where they reveal all of the children that they've died that scene is bizarre not because they're talking about the deaths of their children or because they're talking about their boobs it is the meshing of those two subjects together in what is like a three minute long scene that was just like <laughs> who wrote this were they on crack well what's the connection between those two subjects oh <laughs> uh, yeah i think i think for me um it was you know just how quickly the the mood can shift within a scene when there is the mention of um a, a lost child and that and that the you know here is this this group of women who um, you know, as it is revealed that, you know, so many of them have lost children, um, husbands and children, um, that it becomes this this um, kind of moment of sisterhood of grief. Um, and so, you know, it, it and I think in that moment, um, Sabine recognizes that you know she is not alone in the um the feelings that she has had um and you know whether that experience um gave her the courage to go and um uh kind of revisit what happened um i don't know if that was what they were intending, but that's how I interpreted I it. Did, I was so. just, that's not what I got from that scene at all. Like <laughs> I sort of understood that that was maybe what they were trying, but the tone mm-hmm. was just so bizarre for me. And then it abruptly mm-hmm. changed into a scene where she was like lecturing the King via a rose analogy about how he should look after his ex mistresses. And I was just like, I want you to like maybe explore a couple of subjects in this film and not like all of them at once because I don't feel like they really explored her grief thoroughly and like connected the dots throughout the movie to get to the end point it just and then also the gardening theme she's making a garden like maybe connect that to like her like maybe like as she grows into herself and she's planting the plants and like building something beautiful from the wreckage of her life or something like you could work with all these pieces and make a narrative that makes more linear sense than it felt mm-hmm. like it was just jumping constantly you'd have a like a cute scene with stanley tucci like being obviously gay and then you jump to like mm-hmm. oh the ghost of her daughter running through some fields and just i can't like I can't emotionally keep up with this movie. Gotcha. It just, it's like, gotcha. it just weaving away from me, like jumping through all these things. <laughs> um, yeah. 
and may I think actually something like this would work better as a novel because I think you really need to be in Sabine's headspace. Mm, that's a great idea. I mean, that's a that is a wonderful idea. Um, you know, and in within the context of a, a novel, you know, you have the opportunity to kind of delve into um, you know, her thinking. You can also connect how you know, her first experiences at court are a little bewildering. You've got, um, you know, the opportunity to build the relationship between, um, you know, the, the two lead characters, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you can delve more into the, the arrangement that, um, that yeah. um, uh, Lenotre had with his wife. I, I um, feel like he never actually t- spoke to Sabine about that arrangement. He, they never spoke about his wife that way. Yeah, it, it's like I felt like they were never having an in-depth discussion about their feelings. It was always just like implied, and that's probably realistic to how people talk when they're in, <laughs> when one of them's <laughs> married and you're trying to hit on them. Um, <laughs> but it's very frustrating as a viewer being like. Well, what does she know about him and his life and, like, how he's, like, emotionally unavailable to this relationship? It's just very confusing. I just didn't feel like they were connecting properly. And then, Mm -hmm. like, when they did connect at the very end, it was, like, him reassuring her and going through her grief, Mm -hmm. which was very, like, it was... Okay, that sex scene was really good, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, but I yeah. never felt like it was an equal relationship because I just didn't feel like she knew him very much. He was very much mm-hmm. still an enigma around her, um, mm-hmm. and so I couldn't get into that relationship, and I couldn't really root for it. And at the mm. end, when they're like walking off into the forest together in that terrible CGI shot, I was like, "Oh, the CGI shot was." just dismal (sighs) that was just dismal the whole that whole last scene was so clearly on a sound stage and all of the proportions of that were just completely off (laughs) i was like Mm -hmm. um why is it that sometimes the fountain is short and sometimes it's really big like what's going on alan (laughs) yeah i mean and now that i've seen uh pictures of the the forest garden um, you know, it's like, oh god, it was huge. It, it, it's, it's gigantic. Everything, okay, everything you think Versailles is in person, mm-hmm. it is twenty times bigger. It is vast. <laughs> you could not walk through those gardens and see all of it. Um, when I went on, I went. I've been there twice, and mm-hmm. you have to take like a little like golf buggy, uh, one of those little <laughs> golf buggy. Tr- train things like Uh through the massive massive gardens and even that it's like a few hours long because it just takes you so long to get from like one gigantic fountain to the next gigantic fountain and everything is big even the like the forest the trees are ancient they are huge so when i was watching this movie i was like all the scales of everything is wrong like it looks so small (laughs) Um, mm-hmm. and after watching like other things that f- recently Versailles has been really open to film crews obviously for like the TV show Versailles and they also shot 
Marie Antoinette there. I think Marie Antoinette was the first film in history that they allowed to like film on location there. And since then, they've just been like, come film here. We need the money. Um, <laughs> so like, if you've seen it on film a bunch of times, when you see it on another film, it's like, well, that doesn't look right. <laughs> the whole time, yeah. I was just like, this feels like you should have been given more money. Mm-hmm. Someone give Alan Rickman his money. He should be filming. Yes. Like it's a film that's essentially about building Versailles, mm-hmm. and it never looks like it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just scrolling through um, some of these pictures, and um, <laughs> there is a picture of a wedding reception that is in <clears throat> like one of the 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 great halls of Versailles. And I'm just thinking to myself, who in the hell has that kind of money? (laughs) To be able to, okay, we're just going to rent out Versailles. (laughs) Yeah, we're just going to cash. For the wedding. What the fuck? Well, you know, Kim and Kanye just had their, uh, their, what is it, like, their rehearsal dinner there. Just the cash, it's not even their main wedding. It's the night before. Like, who spends that much money on the night before? What? Oh, Lord. I totally would if I could, though. It's, can you imagine? Oh, it would be amazing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, okay. I gotcha. So, um, what would you give the film out of 10? <laughs> <laughs> you go first. You be positive, and then I'll, like, smack the positivity. Um, I would give it 7 out of 10. I still found it to be, you know, with all of its foibles, I still found it to be um, a lovely way to spend a couple hours of my time. I'm gonna give it four, <laughs> and this is, <laughs> and I, I really wanted to give it three, but <laughs> um, I'm gonna give one point uh, to Kate, and then one for Alan Rickman, and then. Another one for Matthias, and then, like, also another one just because this was a good idea that was badly executed. But sometimes that happens, you know? And yeah. also, just like, next time you're writing a script, call me up and I'll point out all the ways that your narrative doesn't make sense. <laughs> Gosh, how does that sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this felt very similar to watching a Poldark episode for me. I was having like PTSD flashbacks where I was like, oh. I can't follow this emotionally. You're, go- you're jumping around too much. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. Well, uh, in our inbox, we have someone who actually. Um, Really enjoyed it. Uh, so, hi there. Uh, this week's movie is a fine choice. Uh, good escape vehicle from our current reality. Uh, preach it, sister. Um, I thought Kate Winslet gave a strong performance of a woman dealing with tremendous grief. Plus, nice to see a woman succeeding in a man's world, even if it's mostly fiction. It's entirely fiction. Come on. It- <laughs> <laughs> this never would have happened. <laughs> Um, other casting choices were great too. Alan Rickman, always tick. fantastic. Miss him. And the mm-hmm. tick. We love him. Yes. Yes. Stanley Tucci, so amusing. Also another tick. Yes. Um, I always mess up the pronunciation of her last name. Jennifer L? 
Eel? I mean, we've already butchered half of France's names here, but I think it's L. Okay, Eel? So I don't. I can't L? tell you. Eel? I, okay. We know. We all know who she is. She is the. Um, she is the other Elizabeth. <laughs> From the '95, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. What I find interesting about her is I think she is like aging in reverse. She looks younger now yeah. than she did in the '90s. Yeah, that is not fair. Yeah, she's so she's so beautiful. Um, let's see. Always a pleasure on screen. Yes. Um, Matthew S. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> um. Agree that it hurt to see that beautiful hat yep. tossed away. What a waste. Um, uh, here's a suggestion for a movie with great hats and glorious hair. Marie yes. Antoinette, directed by Sofia Coppola in 2006. Wig talk for Rita. Yeah, we didn't really get into wig talk for um, um, uh, a little chaos. I was too distracted by the plot. Um, <laughs> you only really saw wigs on Alan Rickman and Stanley Tucci. The women all seem to be rocking their natural hair, which is a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, especially especially given the fact that it was, you know, in the 17th century France. I know. When hair was big. Go big or get out of the court or something. Uh, also, like, also the costuming was not that great. Some of the dresses they they stuck Kate Winslet in were positively frumpy. Well, yeah. Because, you know, she's a commoner, gardener. You can still make that no cute. Birth. Think about how we love Demelza's <laughs> little costumes and she is poor. <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, stay well and thanks for thank, keeping at it. Thank Done. you. Thank you. Um, we had an anonymous message in the ask books on tumblr the first one in ages ages Ages. people use that ask books you can say the stupidest things and we don't know who you are it's great (laughs) anyway it said how about watching and podcasting the show medici (sighs) here's the thing those shows are really long (laughs) yeah Uh, we're really more open to like Mini series, <laughs> or like shows that yeah, like five. I think we like <laughs> five six, episodes. Six is a UK average length series. Um, ideally, they'd be very short series. And Medici is like full. How would we watch that much TV in a week? Oh, there's no way we could. There's no, no way I could. <laughs> also, like, just personally, I find. The Italian Renaissance to be dull as fuck. Uh, <laughs> you know there are periods in history that I stand, and I okay. I sound like such a dork now, like listening to myself. But the Renaissance is a myth, people. The medieval period was full of innovation. Everybody just goes on about the Renaissance because they're ignorant as fuck. Okay, peace out. Dropping the mic. That's awesome. I know we did have um, a suggestion from Facebook, um, and uh, that was for the show Cranford. Which is a yes from us. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So consider that mm-hmm. on the list. 
Let's see. Well, that's all from us in this week's mini-sode. Uh, we'll be back next week where we will be watching Marie Antoinette. <laughs> yeah, I know! Um, we just can't get enough of historic French. At least, at least this one may be closer to... Oh well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna build up my expectations. Uh, no, it is based on a autobiography by my personal favorite Antonia Fraser. Um, and despite all of the people who then later screamed about the converses being in some of the shots, it's a stylistic choice. Get over it. Um, it is actually incredibly historically accurate, despite what everybody on the internet says. Okay, but okay. <laughs> I'm just really ranting this week. <laughs> so we'll be watching Marie Antoinette. Um, and if you have any other suggestions about what we should be watching after that, or just want to chat, then please get in contact. Uh, you can message us on our blog. Um, again, Anonymous asks... Say anything you like. Exactly. Um, but, you know... Decent. Yeah, don't insult us unless, like, you're wanting to fight with me because I will fight with anybody about <laughs> anything. She's a Slytherin. I'm a hippo- uh, I'm a, a Hufflepuff. Yeah, so she's the one that wants to go toe to toe. It's me. I just want to have tea. Hi. And chat. <laughs> Alan Rickman um, was can... a Slytherin. Okay, I'm just honoring it. I know a, a tried old tradition of being awesome. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> you can email us at PullDarkFanCast at gmail.com or you can find us on your social medias at PullDarkFanCast. And as ever, except for uh, TikTok, we, we don't do TikTok. We don't tick or So, no. Um, uh, and as ever, do us a favor and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, stay safe, stay at home, wear a mask, just say no to gender reveal parties, especially if they involve pyrotechnics in the forest. Um, but in general, and... you don't really need to be caring about genitalia on babies. Oh, no, seriously. But, you know, that's a whole nother topic. And vote, my peeps. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.